Welcome back to another Wimbledech microcast, and we have a sweet treat in store for you today. Fleur Colville is the founder of Mix and Rise, a business that creates baking kits to help people discover how fun and creative it is to do plant-based baking from the home. Based at the workery in Chelsea, Fleur and her team are on a mission to help the world discover how easy and delicious plant-based baking can be. I'm delighted to be joined by Fleur now. Welcome to the Wimbledech microcast. Hi Dan, thank you very much. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. I've been looking forward to this interview all week, in fact, because you're going to share some delicious secrets with us, aren't you? <laughs> I hope so, yes. Looking forward to it. So tell us more about Mix and Rise and, and, and your journey so far. Yeah, absolutely. So Mix and Rise, as you said, we're on a mission to help people discover how to bake without eggs and dairy. So we say plant-based, but also could call it vegan and yeah we've been going since May 2020 so it's really still very early days but what we do is we send you all of the pre-measured ingredients and an easy recipe card to follow so you can discover how to bake plant-based and have fun and and just actually realize that it's just as tasty as baking with with eggs and dairy. So if, like me, I'm sure many people just didn't think it was possible to make a cake without eggs and dairy, what is different in the process of standard baking? Well, I should uh, introduce my business partner, who's unfortunately not here today. He's the chef. So Danny is uh, a bit of a whiz in the kitchen, and uh, there are all sorts of different ways you can, you know, bake without eggs and dairy, but it's lots to do with the structure. So you use different ingredients that kind of Act like, say, for example, with our muffin mixes, instead of using eggs, you use a fruit base that acts as like the binding ingredient. But, you know, it just depends on whichever recipe. So um, Danny does actually do a lot of testing with each recipe. And really, because we are innovating in the space, that we're finding different ways that you can achieve the same result, just as tasty, but just without the eggs and dairy. But there are also, you know, we have lots of baking mishaps that... (laughs) You know, Danny sends me a photo and it's it's a disaster. So, yeah, so it, is, it doesn't always go right because, yeah, at the end of the day, baking is a bit of a science, but that's what keeps it interesting. Isn't some of the most tasty recipes, actually, I'm sure there's some fine examples of this, but weren't they created by mistake? There's a lot of famous recipes and things. I haven't got any to hand, but I'm sure they were just created in a kitchen, experimenting, and then I was like, oh, this is actually really good. Do you have any of those? Yeah, no, no, you are, yeah, you're absolutely right. The only one I can think of that comes to mind is Eat a Mess. Yeah, how good is Very that? Very famous, yeah. How good is that? We haven't attempted a, a vegan alternative, but that would be a, a good one to uh, tackle. So, for example, with meringues, instead of using eggs, you use aquafaba, which is the juice from chickpeas, and that creates you know, a very tasty meringue. Fantastic. Now, during your introduction, you hesitated a little bit to say vegan. You were more emphasising the point of, you know, no eggs and dairy. Is there a reason for that? People have a, a misconception of vegan baking. Right. And that it's it's just not as good as baking with eggs and dairy. I've done a lot of soul searching or questioning around this of what, why it is. But I I think it must be to do with the the kind of history of gluten-free baking. I mean, it's much improved now, but um, I know that I had the idea of gluten-free, you know, anything free from, which I think that's where people's mind goes to. And they think, oh, it's, you know, dry. It's, yeah, just not going to be as good. I feel like plant-based is a bit more inclusive. I think sometimes the vegan label can 
put people off. Again, we're not saying you, you don't have to be a vegan to try our products. Sure, sure. Um, we're just more about making tasty cakes that just happen to be vegan. It's a label thing, isn't it? People don't want to be labelled. So I, I, I get the hesitation there. But there is a huge wave of people that are experimenting, going dairy-free, egg-free. We're recording this podcast in January. There's a lot of people that are doing veganuary as a trial. And, you know, certainly within my circle of friends, I'm noticing a rise in people doing it. And they're actually enjoying it as well and, and seeing major health benefits by moving that way. Are you certainly seeing a rise in demand for your products because of that? Uh, yeah, definitely. To be fair, it's, it's kind of early days for us. So we started in May 2020. But, you know, I think the general trend is just, you know, going up. And I think we're by 2025. They're saying that 25% of the population will be vegan or vegetarian and 50% will be flexitarian. So it's definitely going that way. But yeah, I guess we, we want to appeal to vegans, but also people who just kind of want to try something different and maybe have that idea that, Vegan baking isn't as good as baking with eggs and dairy because, yeah, I think we often hear, oh, my God, I can't believe this is vegan, which is that that's good. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's it. like the old I can't believe this isn't butter, isn't it? It's like that. You know, I can't, I can't <laughs> believe this isn't yeah. vegan. And actually, you know, I, I was I was out with some colleagues last night, actually. And for the first time ever, actually, there was a group of us there and we ordered some food. And for the first time ever, we were outnumbered. The meat eaters were outnumbered by the vegetarians and the vegans. I thought, okay, this is this is where it's moving to, right? And actually, I tried I tried quite a lot of the vegan food and the vegetarian food, and it was really tasty. It was so good. Yeah, I mean, it's really amazing, you know, every year. And um, again, the the amount of innovation in the space at the moment is also really really inspiring. So um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun place to to have a business for sure. Definitely. Now, talking of inspiring, what inspired you to start this business back in twenty twenty? Well, I think it was really, it was a number of different things all coming together. Actually, I was a chef myself. Pretty much 90% of my jobs have been in food or the food industry of some sort. And then I also think I was looking at what I really loved doing and it was baking. And I was looking for, um, you know, ideas to start a business. And, and then at the same time, I, I baked a cake for a, a vegan friend of mine. You know, as a chef, I've done a lot of cooking. I've done a lot of baking but was also just surprised with how out of my depth I was when it came to baking a vegan cake. I suddenly thought, actually, how do you do that? I did quite a bit of research and then I did make a cake successfully, but actually I just thought, I think we used, it was coconut yogurt for the icing. It didn't seem to hit the spot. And normally I kind of make a cake and I'm quite satisfied with it, but I just thought, huh. You know, I don't feel proud of this. Um, and then I just, I guess, so that coming together. And then I just started looking into the space. And then I actually wanted to talk to my friend. So Danny, who is my business partner and who creates the recipes, he and I um, used to run a supper club together at um, my flat. And so I just kind of called on him and he was kind of excited by the idea. So we just kind of started baking and experimenting. And yeah, that's really how it came about. And, and obviously, you know, you start talking to people and other people are having the same kind of, well, they just, they wouldn't know where to begin, really. I think that there are more recipes being uploaded online every day. So it's all moving in the right direction, but we just wanted to create a product that kind of helps people try baking. Absolutely. And inspire people to take that step and, and try something a little bit different. And what is the dream? You know, what do you aspire to do as a business and, and your personal aspirations for the company too? I think the dream would be to be a market leading brand 
for baking kits and also baking mixes. Big dream would be US. I do actually, I have already quite a lot of traffic from the US and people kind of trying to transact and place an order from the US and I'm like, ah, <laughs> can't make it happen, unfortunately. And yeah, why, so why is it that you can't make that happen? Is it, is it more regulatory constraints or something? Or is it just shipping costs and the commercial viability of it all? Yeah, exactly. Just shipping at the moment would be too expensive for right. the product we have. So I'm kind of focusing on the UK for now. But yeah, so I think that would be that would be a dream. But also doing it in a way that is, you know, without sounding like too much of a cliche, but sustainable for our planet. So not at the cost of the earth, because I kind of believe that's how every business should be acting. You know, we kind of want to be the market leader, but, you know, not at the cost of you know, our values and our planet. That's a lovely way to operate the business. And I think, you know, you get naturally rewarded by doing things properly because you could always do that rush to the top, I guess. But, you know, um, how ethical it is and, and how sustainable it is, there's, that's, you know, there's always a question mark there. So absolutely doing it in the right way. And I guess, you know, running a business isn't easy. You know, you're developing a new product. You've got bold ambitions to become that market leader and go transatlantic over to the US. Uh, is there a typical day in your life or is it, you know, pretty much, you know, two days are the same and uh, that's the fun bit I guess yeah definitely I mean I think there are general themes that come into your every week but at the moment because it's we're a very small team it's just Danny and I and Danny's purely recipe development and I'm the other arms of the business so I'm kind of wearing lots of different hats so I'd be doing marketing sales you name it packing mixes <laughs> off to the post office reaching out to investors we're trying to raise money at the moment so it's really a, a number of different tasks every day so the way I kind of think of it is really it's about your priorities so you set your priorities and that then dictates what you're doing because otherwise it is easy to and I've definitely been there where you're just a bit of a headless chicken yeah are you a bit of a planner though you're on top of all that stuff or I mean I've got a good Trello board going on there are just so many different things you have to think about to kind of organize your head you need something. Just a place to dump the thoughts, really, that you might not deal with straight away, but it certainly will come back to you. I, I know that. For me, it's just the notes app on my phone, basically. I think exactly. I think I kind of started using that. And then the notes, it kind of got to the point where I had started ignoring that. And then I was like, I think I need something. So look, we're part of the same community in Wimbledon. Uh, I'm based here in the Workery in Caterham. Uh, you're based in a beautiful part of London, West London, over at the Workery in Chelsea, all part of the Wimbledon community. Uh, how come you ended up joining? What have your thoughts since joining? Uh, how important has that community been for you? We joined in um, August and um, it really came from a need to break out of my flat. I've been working from home for too long over lockdown and uh, I just felt like I needed to be around people and just have a change of scene really. And so, yeah, I stumbled upon the workery and just really, it felt like an answer to my prayers. I was like, wow, this, uh, it ticks all the boxes. I can cycle there. Yeah, everyone's super friendly. You know, I just enjoy being around other people, getting on with their businesses. Lots of people are doing their own things, their own businesses or working freelance. So I feel like there's a real variety of people. And uh, yeah, and just friendly and welcoming. It's been a great experience so far. Fantastic. Well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You've made me very, very hungry now. So I need to go off and, and eat something. But before we do, tell people where they can find you and, uh, and how they can get in touch and buy some of your wonderful recipes. 
Yeah, absolutely. We're mixandrise.com. So we sell uh, on our own site and we're also on Not on the High Street and Worth London. So we have our baking kits as well as our monthly baking subscription. So if you want to try a different recipe each month, then you can subscribe. Or just if you're looking for a present for someone who likes baking or a vegan friend, perhaps, then uh, yeah, we can help. Brilliant. (laughs) Fleur Colville, founder of Mix and Rise. All the very best with your business and uh, it's a pleasure to have you as part of the Wimbledon community. Thank you. Thank you very much, Dan.